Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the 10 pieces of advice that I would give my 18-year-old self. This actually came from a talk that I gave at my college that I graduated from. And recently, I was back for homecoming and um, was asked to give a, give a talk and this the, the topic of that talk was what you would tell your 18-year-old self. So now I am going to retell that talk that I gave to you on today's episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Since we have 10 pieces, I'm going to dive right in and get started on the 10 pieces of advice I would give to my 18-year-old self. Number one. The way you react to adversity is the number one factor in your outcomes. Now, that's a ta- like that's a that's a bold statement to start out with, but truly over the course of the last now 10 years because I just turned 28, one of the biggest factors in my outcomes and in the outcomes of the, you know, my team and the outcomes of things I've seen my my friends do or family do or whatever else has truly been their reaction to difficult situations or their reaction to things not going well. And this really boils down to this idea of a victim mindset versus a growth mindset. And that when something comes up, what is your reaction to it, right? If you didn't land the job interview, is it a a response of oh of course like it didn't work i suck why would that work like you know what's the point in this why did i even try whatever else or you know that is that's the victim mindset or if we switch to a growth mindset in the way that we react to difficult situations or adversity or whatever else then in that same scenario of maybe not getting a job interview or being passed over Instead, we say, okay, I'm going to reach back out. I'm going to follow up and see if there's any feedback that they can give me on why I didn't move forward in the process. So maybe you send that email. You get an email response giving you detailed feedback as to here's why we didn't move forward with your application. You can't always get that, but sometimes you can. And so you follow up and you get some feedback and now you take that feedback to improve your resume, improve the way you fill out an application. And then maybe that allows you for the next time you get a job opportunity or you're applying for a job. Now you have more confidence 
in being able to figure it out. And really a lot of this is, again, how you're viewing different situations. And I'm going to talk more about this later, but the viewpoint you have or your mindset, it might sound woo-woo of like, oh my gosh, like that's again, so woo-woo, but truly how you respond to something impacts your actions, impacts the steps that you take, impacts the next step in the process. So if your mindset is that of, well, that sucks, screw it, whatever, you're likely not taking that follow-up step. You're likely not taking the resume to go and see how it can be updated in that example that I gave. And so having that change, having that tangible change of the next thing that feels like it's going wrong or you're getting bad news, using it to figure something out differently or to get feedback for the next step in that process. Okay, number two, show up for the people around you. This is one of my like honestly like greatest joys in life is the people around me it's the thing that I am most proud of is at all times in on all the mountaintops in all the valleys I look around and the people around me I feel so unbelievably grateful for and that takes showing up for your people and I don't just mean like go and you know celebrate their birthdays with them or something like that and and that's that's amazing right that's a great example of showing up for your people but I mean more than that I mean like champion for your people if one of your friends is a nurse and you hear about a a job opening for a nurse that you think they could be a great fit for give that person who's looking for a nurse your friend's info or reach out to your friend who is a nurse and say hey have you heard of this you know, I saw this and I thought of you. Or maybe it's one of your friends is single and you say, oh my gosh, like I have a friend that I think you would love to meet. Or maybe, you know, if they're, if they're interested in a relationship or maybe it is um, some sort of other opportunity, go out of your way to help the people around you in any way that you can, in any way that you can, because again, watching the people around you win or find happiness or find comfort or find convenience or whatever else, there's no better feeling than that. And also, I can't tell you how many times that I have received opportunities or found out about things just because the people around me Somebody sent me, hey, Chloe, I saw this and thought of you, thought you might want to check this out. And that also, again, means so much to me and has helped me so much in my career. And I just can't tell you enough that at the end of the day, nothing matters more than the people you're surrounded by. Number three, learn how to listen to your intuition. This definitely takes practice for sure, but... We all have this voice of intuition urging us to pursue ideas, ask questions, speak up about something, invest in ourselves, whatever else. It's that little, that gut feeling of like, oh, I feel like I should do that. Or like a lot of times for me, especially intuition comes up as excitement. I'm an Enneagram 7 and the like having fun in general is 
one of my my core uh, values. Like I just I love doing things that are fun. I love having fun. Like at any in any way I can, I'm all about having fun. And so so often for me, my little that little voice of intuition will come up for me. But the way I hear it is something like, oh, "Do you know it'd be fun?" Or, "Oh my gosh, that would be so exciting." Or you should reach out to this person. And again, that is intuition can show up in so many ways. But for me, often it used to show up like that. And then I would say, no, right? No, I don't need to do that. Or maybe I'm being weird if I say something or that probably wouldn't work out. And I basically would just add doubt on top of my intuition and not listen to it. And I can't tell you enough how practicing listening to my intuition has been a game changer in getting the things that I want because if you aren't listening to that first step, right? How often have you ever been in a situation where you're like, what the hell is my next move, right? Like I feel like something needs to change or I'm not totally happy with where I'm at and something needs to change, but I don't know what. Why can't I just figure out where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do or what job I'm supposed to have or who I'm supposed to be with or what for I'm supposed to do with this friendship or whatever else, right? You, you have this feeling of feeling lost and you're like, I just want the answer. But then intuition will come up and be like, hey, you should reach out to this person. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea. And intuition, I always like to think of is giving you the answers, if you will, right? Like leading you to all the things that you want and are made for you. But so often intuition isn't going to pop up and say, hey, you should move to a new city and this is the apartment you should buy and you should go and do this and get this new job. And then that is going to be where you're supposed to be and what you want. No, intuition doesn't say that. But intuition does say something like, Hey, like what if you called your friend from college you haven't talked to in a while, right? You think of them and you're like, oh, I should give them a call. And really the reason that your intuition was like, oh, you should give them a call is because let's say you give them a call and then you're talking to them about how things are and then they bring up something about where they live and you're like, oh, I should come, I should come out there and visit you because I'm thinking of where I want to move next. And then that call ends up leading to you visiting there and you visiting there ends up leading into you moving there. And so that, and maybe that's what you were stuck on in the first place. And so when we follow our intuition, it's like that, that next step, right? Intuition doesn't tell you the end goal. Intuition tells you the next step. And so listen to it, follow it always because it never, it does not lead you astray. Number four, move on your ideas. Let me say this again, because this is going to be one of the most important. Move on your ideas. If you have been telling yourself the same things over and over and over again, move on them. For example, If you've said, I want to start a business, and then six months later, you're like, I want to start a business, and then six months later, you're like, I want to start a business, move on that. Move on that idea. Research the things that you need to research. Reach out to people that you may know that have started a business, or watch some YouTube videos, listen to a podcast, 
take a step to move on that idea in any capacity. An example of this for me, I get so many ideas all the time. I'm a very big ideas girl, but I move on them and I move fast on them. An example of this is that in 2021, I got off birth control and I just wasn't feeling good like at all. Like physically, I wasn't feeling good. I ended up figuring out that like I had a dairy sensitivity. So that was like a whole thing. But also anytime I was like going out with my friends, I used to drink like seltzers or sometimes even beer. And I just started feeling like my stomach would just hurt. Like I would drink a seltzer and like I would drink two seltzers and then I would just have the biggest stomach ache and the carbonation would just like hurt my stomach so bad. So I, I stopped drinking seltzers and if I went out for a drink, I started like trying other like non-carbonated drinks. Long story short, I tried a cucumber vodka water with some lime juice and I loved it. It was so refreshing and it didn't hurt my stomach like the carbonation didn't hurt my stomach. And in the summer, I spend a ton of time at the lake on a bow and it's really hard. I mean, you can make like a mixie if you want to and bring on the boat, but a lot of times my friends and I or my family and I will just like throw some cans into a cooler and head out on the boat. And so at that point, I was like, there's no canned drinks that aren't, that are non-carbonated. Like everything out there is carbonated. And I was like, I want to create a drink company that is a vodka water, like a flavored vodka water in a can with no carbonation, like not soda water, like water. And so I set out on this idea. I did um, like a ton of research of like what it would entail And long story short, I ended up doing a trademarking search and basically like this whole, um, I forget like the exact name of it, but like this whole process to see what's coming up on the market and if there's anything else like this coming up. And I, long story short, found out about this company that had already been in the works with this idea that was coming out soon. And that company was called MomWater. So I looked up like their branding, I looked up all this stuff and everything that they did down to like their branding was exactly what I wanted to put out and they were already really close to production at that point. And so I was like, all right, you know, it's not that it was a dead end. It just got to the point where I was like, this is already coming to fruition. So I'm not going to pursue it any further. Like I'll But like I took it as absolutely as far as, you know, I wanted to. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pursue this further. So anyway, um, fast forward to today. I love mom waters. They are literally exactly what I wanted to create. But now when I drink them, I'm not sitting here thinking, I can't believe they came out with that. That was my idea. No, I'm not thinking like that. I'm like, kudos to them, right? They had the idea first. They went for it. And I don't feel disempowered by that because I could have still pursued that. I could have taken it on, uh, but I didn't. I got to the point where I made the decision, okay, I'm going to do like, I'm not going to take that any further. Um, And so it was an empowering decision where so often we wait on things, we wait on things, we wait on things. And then it's like, 
oh, like somebody else did that or like, wait, now it won't work or whatever else. And then we, we, it feels disempowering because it feels like it was taken from us because we didn't move on that idea. Another example of this would be someone who is, and this used to be me for so long, someone who's like, I need to figure out my finances. And then six months later, I need to figure out my finances. And then another six months, I need to figure out my finances. And not only are you not moving on that idea of like, I need to figure this out, but also time is passing. And when time is passing, that's more time that you're not using your money to get ahead. You're not using your money to make moves. You're not using your money to work hard for you and make money. You're not using that time to you know, build the savings, to build your investment account, to start paying off debt. And then, you know, six months, another six months, another six months later, you're in the same spot feeling, oh, feeling that defeated feeling of like, oh, I still need to do that. And so make freaking moves. Uh, This is a huge reason why for me, I invest in myself. I put some skin in the game because There are times where I'll say, oh, I need to figure that out, but then I don't, right? And then a couple, a while later, I'm like, oh, I need to figure that out, and then I don't. And then I'll say, no, I told myself I was going to do this, so I will invest in figuring it out. I will go all in. I will buy a, a program. I will hire a mentor. I will, whatever I need to do, go to a conference, like have a conversation, like whatever I need to do, I will make a move in that. So I can learn, okay, how do I move forward? So I can have some skin in the game to be like, okay, show me the freaking ropes of this. So I'm committed to doing this. I will sign up for something so that time is going to pass either way. And I am guaranteed that I'm going to be making moves with that. And again, if you're like, okay, I want to do that, especially when it comes to getting ahead with money, but I don't know what to do. I cannot tell you enough. Wealth Accelerator, our next round, if you're listening to this in real time, our next round starts in October. And that is the perfect example of a way that you can say, I want to get ahead with money and then sign up for this program or apply to to join the program. Get some skin in the game so you are showing up, so you are moving on your ideas. So when 12 weeks pass, 12 weeks from now, three months from now, you're in a situation being like, holy shit, I cannot believe I've started investing or that I'm growing my investment accounts. Holy shit, I cannot believe how much debt I've paid off. Holy shit, I can't believe I have a savings. I can't believe that I've raised my credit score. I can't believe that I've made all these freaking money moves. I can't believe that money feels less stressful. I can't believe I feel less guilt. I can't believe I feel like I have more that I'm able to spend, like all of those things. That can be you in three months Or you can be in the exact same spot saying, I need to figure out money. And again, that's one of those things where there is nothing more defeating than you listening to this in three months and thinking, yep, I'm in the same spot. And and again, whether that be with a business idea or with finances or um, with, I don't know, a, a fitness routine or whatever it is make a move on it. And if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling like I've tried, but I always end up back in the same spot, then invest in yourself, 
in some way that you're able to be held accountable, you're able to be excited about it, and you're able to make moves on it. And again, if you're like, okay, I need to go and apply for Wealth Accelerator, we'll put that link in the show notes for you to check out. We start in October. So if you're wanting to apply and you're listening to this in real time, go and apply right now. Pause this, go and apply and come back and listen to this. Make moves on it. Literally, if you're like, I will later, make moves on it. That's number four is make a freaking move. All right, number five, learn emotional maturity. This can all be summed up with the tangible of go to therapy, learn if you're thinking that you want to try therapy, but you're nervous. A great place to start if you are not ready for therapy. Um, I'm a huge proponent that everyone needs therapy, but is a book. It's called How to Do the Work. Such a good book. It's like therapy in a book. And if you're like, you, you could literally go rent it from your library or check it out from your library. And it, that could also be a great place to start. But truly taking the time to learn why you think the way that you think and why you believe the things that you believe and how to start healing some of those inner wounds. Oh my gosh, just I can't tell you how life-changing therapy is. And again, that book, How to Do the Work, is truly like a therapy session. Number six, learn how your body works. I've talked about this on here quite a bit before, actually, and I, I alluded to this earlier as well when I was talking about um, when I went off birth control. I forget which year I did, but going off of it, that was the first time I really learned and ha- like had to figure out how my body works from a hormonal standpoint, you know, a woman's cycle is 28 days. 28 days is your hormonal cycle. Whereas a man's hormonal cycle is 24 hours. That is so vastly different, especially because our entire life is based on a 24 hour cycle of a day of a work day and our work week and everything is based on a 24 hour cycle. And so if you are someone listening to this that has a 28-day cycle, it's so important to understand how your body works because especially when it comes to money, there's so many times where you have a day where you're like, oh, I just want to like buy this and I don't care that this isn't with my goals and I don't care that I don't haven't planned for this and I know it's spending out of alignment, but I'm just going to do it because I don't care. And then you feel like a failure Maybe it's because your hormones are so depleted and you are having a lull and instead of getting mad at that or instead of hating on that, taking time and saying, okay, this makes complete sense. Like my hormones are depleted right now and I am going to make sure that I am taking care of myself and aiding in that and loving myself and loving my body and not hating on it for it functioning uh, how it's supposed to function. Um, and that can also, when it comes to figuring out your, like learning about your body, that can also come with nutrition too, um, or exercise of like, what are, what's the exercise routine that works the best for your body that you love and enjoy, or the nutrition of like, what foods that you eat that you feel the best when you eat them? Learning that is so impactful. Number seven, confidence in yourself creates magnetism to the things that you want. 
being almost delusionally, not positive, but just having this belief that things are working for you. And, you know, like sometimes I'll have like a friend will be like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if this happens? I'm like, oh no, like, no, absolutely not. Like that, that don't even worry about that. Like that's not happening. Like don't even worry about it. The, like the best case scenario is happening. And they'll be like, well, yeah. Okay. But what if that doesn't happen? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know the future either way, but I would rather spend right now believing the, the fun, delusionally exciting version of what's to come rather than spending my time stressed and worried about a potential bad outcome that I might not even experience at all. So I love to have not just confidence in myself, but confidence around situations that everything is working out correctly, right? Everything's working out in a way that is for ultimate good. And again, that's created so much confidence in myself to just trust and knowing who I am and what I want creates so much magnetism to those things, to going and hitting those goals or going out and accomplishing something. Because again, at the end of the day, I feel that confidence in myself. And so much of that has come from what we talked about earlier of like healing and emotional intelligence of learning and accepting and loving those pieces of myself that have been, you know, hurt in the past or that I didn't have confidence in. And instead taking time to really enjoy who I am and who I'm becoming and all of those things, again, it creates so much of this just like magnetism toward your goals and and so much like worth too, right? If if you're feeling like really down on yourself and kind of beating yourself up, so often we then that creates resistance between you and your goals because you don't feel worthy of getting them. You don't feel like you are capable of doing that. And so instead, on the flip side, when you're working on gaining that confidence in yourself, so often Again, it's like the woo-woo creates the tangible of I have confidence in myself, so therefore I'm going to speak up and say something about this. And by speaking up and saying something about it, I'm able to have a conversation that leads me to getting what I want, you know? So again, a woo-woo that leads to a tangible. Number eight, learn how to make money work for you. I can't tell you enough if I could go back and tell my 18-year-old self how to make money passively, like specifically how to invest, specifically how to open up investment accounts and start investing. Oh my gosh. Like if I would have started doing that at 18 and understood how to do that at 18, I can't even tell you the, you know, the money that I would have earned, um, just, passively in the last 10 years. But again, I didn't know how to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And truly, like, could would I actually go back and tell my 18-year-old self any of these things? No, because I wouldn't do anything to change like today, right? Like if you go back in time, like it and I were to know all these things, it would have drastically changed the last 10 years of my life. And I wouldn't ever want that to happen because I'm so grateful for all of these lessons that I had to learn the hard way. 
But truly, if I could go and tell another 18-year-old something, it would be how to make money work for you. And if you're like, I am older than 18 and I still don't know this, that's okay too. But the sooner that you learn how to make your money work for you, the tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, that that is going to make you in your lifetime. Because the longer your money has to sit in the magic of compound interest, the more that your money is working hard for you. And again, if you're like, oh, I know I need to figure that out, but I just, oh, it's gonna, you know, take time to figure it out, whatever else, or I'm nervous to invest in myself, you're investing in yourself now in like, for example, for Wealth Accelerator, it's three months. You're taking three months to invest in yourself and learn a skill and learn strategy that you are literally going to use for the rest of your life, but you're setting it all up now, doing all the like heavy lifting now, so you can that can all work passively in the background forever. Like it is, it is such, it's such a gift to yourself. Like it is literally, it is such a gift to yourself. And that is what we hear all the time, especially from people who were thinking about Wealth Accelerator and their intuition was like, oh, I should maybe do that. And they couldn't stop thinking about it, couldn't stop thinking about it. But then they'd put it off, they'd put it off. A round would go by and people would get results and they'd see that and they'd be like, shit, I need to do that. And then they would talk themselves out of it. And then finally down the road, they would join the program. They go through the program and they're like, holy shit, my investment accounts are set up. I've paid off debt. I've saved. My credit score has gone up. I'm implementing these strategies. I understand when I get a letter in the mail, I totally understand what it's saying. And I feel confident in asking questions, advocating for myself and whatever else that is incredible and then they have a moment where they're like why did I not do this sooner like why did I not do this sooner and so often we'll ask our clients like if you could go back and tell yourself something what would it be and they'll tell themselves figure it out now stop waiting figure it out now um because at some point you are going to figure it out okay trust that you are not just going to never know how to get ahead with money at some point you will figure this out so if you believe that, why not do it now? Why not do it now? If you know and trust at some point I'm going to get ahead with money, at some point money is going to feel easy and flowy, and at some point money is going to feel safe and secure for me, and at some point I'm going to learn how to invest, and at some point my money is going to work hard for me. If you know that that is possible for you, which I want you to believe, why would you not want that as soon as possible? Why would you not want that now? Right? That is why I get so fired up about being like, let's go, like, get in. We're going, get in, we're going wealth building. We're doing this now so you can spend time enjoying it the rest of your life. But the more you prolong getting ahead with money, you're also prolonging the feelings of stress around money. You're prolonging the feeling of, I don't know how to get ahead. You're prolonging sitting in debt and being stressed about it. You're prolonging not knowing how to invest and being like embarrassed anytime that's being brought up. Where instead, if you're going to figure this out at some point, why not now? So you have more time to enjoy it. And that is why I'm so, I get so fired up about Wealth Accelerator because we teach you everything you need to know and we do it in three months. Three months. Give me three months 
And then boom, you get to go out and feel excited about money and see the tangible results with money and get to move forward in that energy forever with money instead of prolonging this time of stress on money. So again, pause this and go freaking apply because learning how to make money work for you is so, so vital. Okay, number nine, this or better mindset. If you believe that the only doors that are closing for you are doors you're not supposed to walk through, like, of course, you know, if a door closes, have the pity party, you know, get, get all the emotions, get mad, get upset, whatever else. But then at some point when you're moving forward, right, believe and trust that the only door that's closing for you is something you're not supposed to walk through. I had... I was applying for this job in college and I um, had like, I had like five interviews and they told me it was down to me and another candidate, but the other candidate had a lot more experience in me because I was a college graduate. I had no experience in that field and I was fighting so hard for it. I was like, here's why I'm going to be the best candidate in this role. Like, here's why you won't regret hiring me, all this stuff. Like I was so convinced that this was the job that I wanted and um at the at the end of the interview process you know I I get a call the next two days later and they said you know we gave the role to the other candidate like you didn't get the role I was so devastated like honestly that's an understatement I devastated like I felt like I just dropped the ball. I felt like I was never like that was my one shot and I missed it and it just ruined everything. And now looking back, I'm like, thank goodness I didn't get that job because I ended up getting a different job. And that other job, the job that I got, I moved to a new city for that job. And then that job was why I moved to Kansas City. And if I wouldn't have gotten that If I would have gotten the role, the first job, I would have never moved to Kansas City probably because that was a role that was stationed in Iowa, whereas like the company I I ended up working for was headquartered in Kansas City. Um, And then again, I ended up moving for that role. And so I look back and I'm like, thank goodness that that door was closed because if that door was open for me, I would have walked through it. And that mentality of like this or better, like if this isn't the house that I'm supposed to get, house I'm supposed to live in, if this isn't the city I'm supposed to live in, if this isn't the relationship for me, if this isn't the job for me, if this isn't the opportunity, that's the only reason it's closing, right? It's not closing because I'm not worthy. It's not closing because I'm not good enough. It's not closing because whatever else. It's closing because I'm not supposed to walk through it. We can let it only mean that and then move forward. And I promise it is like, It just makes things feel so much more meaningful. Okay, last one, number 10. Have the conversation. You might be thinking, what conversation? And I guarantee there's a conversation that you could have. And here's the thing. It could be a harder conversation of something that you need to talk to your roommate about, talk to your partner about, talk to your friend about, talk to a family member about about something you're upset about or something that's bothered you or a boundary you need to set, whatever else. It could also be a good conversation. It could be 
um, you've been thinking about someone and you're like, man, I just really admire the way that she carries herself. And I want to have a conversation and just shoot her a text and let her know that, um, that I really admire some of the stuff that she's doing. It can be having a conversation to advocate for yourself, whether that be going in to talk to your college professor and saying, hey, you know, can you explain why I got this grade on this test? Like, I'd love to know what I would need to do to increase my grade going forward if there's any tangibles. Or it could be calling the clinic or the hospital about a medical bill that you don't totally understand why you were billed for something or calling your insurance company and advocating. But have a conversation that's always every single week I have like a wrap up basically of like, okay, I need to check my email. I need to do this, 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 and this. And that is always a bullet point on my list of like, what conversations do I need to have? And again, conversations and communication is so vital and so important and also so empowering. And that wraps up the 10 things that I would tell myself at 18. And so many of them are on theme with each other. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things is just going forward and like playing big, playing big. Like, you know, we get one life. And in the last 10 years, I think that's the most fun part of how I've lived is I've just played big. Like I failed at so many things and I don't really care because I play big and I go for it. And so if something ends up not working, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll either figure out a way to make it work or it's not meant for me. So it's just been incredible. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is to not say stay stuck in the same energy. Don't say stay stuck feeling like crap, you know, like, what do you, do you need more sleep? Do you need to be drinking more water? Do you need to change your exercise routine? Do you need to look at, you know, nutrition? Don't stay stay stuck in saying, I need to get ahead with money. I need to get ahead with money. I need to get ahead with money. Like make moves, make changes, make tweaks, keep pivoting, keep changing and keep going, but stop staying stuck because staying stuck is the most stale energy And it will keep you feeling defeated. It will keep you feeling in shame. It will keep you feeling bummed as hell. And that is not it. Like that's not how we're going to spend our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, or however old you are. Like that's not how we're going to spend our one life that we've been handed. We're going to spend our one life playing big. We're going to spend our one life going for it. We're going to spend our one life figuring it out. We're going to spend our one life trusting ourselves, leveling up, and getting the things that we want and enjoying the journey there. And again, when it comes to money, if you're like, I'm so done with feeling stuck and I'm ready to play big, I cannot tell you enough going into the Wealth Accelerator. If I would have had the Wealth Accelerator at 18 years old, it would have changed my entire life. It would have changed my entire life because I spent 10 years learning that stuff, 10 years. And if I could have learned that all in three months, Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how life-changing that would have been. And I'm so passionate about Wealth Accelerator because again, it is the culmination of everything I wish I would have known about money, how to get ahead, how to get insane results in three freaking months. So if you're ready to go all in, play big, get transformational results with money, 
go apply for the Wealth Accelerator. We will put the link in the show notes. You can click and apply. But again, those are my 10 things. I want you to spend some time today. Your little homework is um, think of some things, even if it's just one thing that you would tell your 18-year-old self. What's one thing? What's one word of encouragement? What's a hug that you would give her? Um, and you know, she's, she did her best too. And I'm so proud of myself at 18 because again, even though there were so many of these things I didn't know, I didn't understand, I still was like doing my best. I still was giving it my all, um, even though that looked a little different. And so I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of the person that I've grown into in the last 10 years. And it's always so nice to reflect on all the things that I've learned. And so I want you to think of one thing today that you've learned in your last 10 years, however old you are, and share that with someone. Share that with somebody um, or hold it tight and have some moments today to be proud of yourself because I am proud of you. I love you. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. 